I'm Eduardo Medina, Editor-in-Chief of the Auburn Plainsman. Today on Sweet 1111, I'm talking with campus reporter Tim Nail about Auburn University's murky situation with its logo, or as the university calls it, its new visual identity system. Tim's been following this story since it was announced that Auburn would be updating its classic logo. Tim will break everything down for us and explain where Auburn stands with tweaking the traditional AU. That's all coming up. We'll be right back with Tim Nail. Hey, this is Michaela Burns, Managing Editor of the Auburn Plainsman. I just wanted to remind everyone that if you'd like to support Suite 1111 and the newsroom that creates it, you can log on to theplainsman.com, click on the upper right-hand button that says Donate, and support over 125 years of local, independent journalism right here on the Plains. Once again, that's theplainsman.com, and find the orange button that says Donate. Thanks in advance for your support, and now back to the show. Tim Nail, thank you for being on Sweet Eleven Eleven. Uh, thanks for having me, Borda. Uh, Tim, this was <laughs> this has been a uh, tricky story to report on. For sure, um, it's been a lot of back and forth. It has. Uh, wh- why don't we start this? I'll, let me start off by saying today's Thursday, October seventeenth, right? Right. Um, and I say that just because I don't know what will develop, what will change once this goes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll become clear as we talk about this. But I want to start. I wonder if I can. Go ahead and explain, first of all, how this whole situation started with the logo. Yeah, that'd be cool. So in August, late August, I believe, uh, Brendan Marcello, a reporter here in Auburn, uh, leaked that Auburn would be tweaking its logo. Auburn sent a press release to him and then to the Plainsman uh, and I guess other news outlets saying that they're not changing the logo, they're changing the, quote, visual identity system is what they were calling it. And so that gets announced and there's uproar. Some people say it's not a big deal. Uh, so there's some division there. That's where we last left off. And so fast forward to a few weeks ago and take it off from there. Yeah, so that's correct. When all that was announced, as you said, there was a lot of uproar, a lot of uh, fans, alumni, students, and even faculty, you know, have uh, sort of expressed some displeasure at the new logo, which, um, as it mentions in the story, um, it doesn't look quite too different from the classic logo that everyone's familiar with. The A is the same size as the U. Um, right. And so at first glance, you know, you wouldn't notice that. But, you, I mean, you take a few seconds and you're like, oh, uh, that's that's kind of a <laughs> big change. You know, there's not that negative space between right. the letters. It's just an interesting case. Um, it seems kind of unnecessary is what some people have been saying. With uh, all this going on, all this talk, uh, the SGA uh, put out proposal, a resolution a few weeks back to have this like evaluated and looked at um, because the SGA felt uh, that Auburn's, you know, university administration right. had not uh, considered, uh, you know, the, I guess the ramifications you could say of such a big change to yeah. something that's really prevalent all over campus. So it sounds like SGA wanted to at least know what's going on here. Right, with the logo. Right. Uh, and so the resolution actually started out uh, when it was first presented to the Senate uh, a couple weeks ago as a uh, request that they just uh, straight up halt um, right. the uh, change, the transition to this new logo, just because of, uh, you know, for financial reasons. And, uh, of course, the uh, feedback that it had been receiving from that leak that you mentioned. And, you know, there was some uh debate over the purpose of that resolution. Uh, was it really a good idea to halt um, this uh, transition to the new logo when, honestly, everybody was 
you know, in the dark, even SGA uh, didn't know where uh, the university administration stood and getting this implemented and changing uh, the logo, I guess you could say, or moving right. to this new identity system. Right. So, Tim, would it be fair to say that at its core, the resolution is they just, it wasn't really about not changing it or changing it. It was just about, can we at least be in the know of what's right. going on with this? Yeah. And so after uh, two hours of sort of deliberation over that resolution, SGA Senate members agreed to uh, change its wording to make it more about, um, as you said, uh, just getting clarification on what is happening uh, with right. the new identity system. Because once it was leaked, um, nobody really had any idea of uh, what was going on and uh, that this was even something that the university was considering. So. And I think it's important to state, you say this in your reporting and your piece, um, SGA wasn't really you know, given a heads up about this, right? Right. Now, uh, if we go back all the way back to December 2018, right. uh, there was a meeting on December 3rd where SGA uh, leaders, as well as other student leaders, who I'm not sure with because I haven't been able to find out who exactly was present at that meeting right. from uh, the student body and from OCM and right. from the administration. Um, they were all sort of convened uh, to talk about uh, – you know, possible changes to Auburn branding and to the identity system. But it was just, you know, it seemed more like an idea at the time, I guess right. you could say from what I've heard. It was surface level discussion. Right. It was back in December, 2018. Right. And whether or not this uh, new logo that's been uh, put out was actually, you know, existed at the time, I'm not sure. Um, right. That it may have, or it may have been something that they decided on after the meeting, but regardless, um, once the meeting was wrapped up, they uh, said, OCM rather said, that another meeting would take place. And, uh, you know, so SGA waited and waited, and this would have been the last SGA. Uh, so Dane Block, who was president at the time, said he had sent some members of the Senate and of SGA to attend. But he and the others there never heard anything again from OCM or from right. the university. So let's fast forward to uh, this past Monday. Mm -hmm. um, you're at... SGA writing right. and Mary Margaret walks in. Yes. Uh, what does she announce? Yes. So this is uh, about halfway through the meeting. Um, mind you, the resolution had been passed last week. And so uh, SGA uh, reached out to OCM and to, I believe, President Gouge and the Board of Trustees uh, as their contacts for this resolution. Mm -hmm. um, and so in that uh, week since, um, as she said, she walks in and uh, halfway through the meeting, she announces that she's spoken with General Ron Burgess, uh, mm -hmm. who is the chief auxiliary officer um, or operating officer of the university. Right. And he's told her that they will, will not be moving forward, quote unquote, with the new logo. Right. And so, you know, I'm there present as usual reporting for the Plainsman. Right. Uh, with, as is the case with each Senate meeting. And... Uh, you know, I get the impression that, oh, this means they're just scrapping the whole logo. That's It's not going to be adopted at all. Right. Um, you know, any future cases. Yeah, I remember you, you sent me a, uh, a text saying, uh, so Mary Margaret just said this. Right. And I was like, well, can you uh, bounce out of there and yeah, let's write this up? <laughs> right. Uh, and so, uh, I mean, there have been student feedback at the last uh, Senate meeting. Uh, several students had come in to talk about the resolution to give their thoughts from, you know, an outside of SGA perspective. Um, and they had mentioned uh, that it was a tradition thing, that they didn't want it changed. Um, they thought, you know, with how much uh, you see it in like installations and architecture all over campus, it's just right. too big of an impact to uh, make such right. an unnecessary change. So Mary Margaret says that she's been told 
that Auburn is scrapping the idea of having an updated logo. Right. right. And so to me, that makes sense, you know, based off the feedback and based how the resolution had been rewritten mm -hmm. uh, by the end of the last Senate. Um, and so we go to, you know, write that article that night and it gets up. Yeah. You know, lots of the feedback was the same, uh, mm -hmm. was what we thought it would be. A lot mm -hmm. of people being happy about it. Some people saying, okay, but this is still not a big deal. It's just a logo. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's that, right? And we try to contact Burgess. And what happens then? Right. So we wait confirm, on- confirm, right? We try to contact Yeah, to because uh, the logo, the new logo can actually be seen throughout two of the new buildings on campus, the Brown Copel Student Achievement Center, as well as the uh, Horton Hargrave Hall with the new graduate business building. And so yeah, right. uh, at the time, you know, I'm thinking uh, it's going to be some uh, uh, tricky stuff getting uh, the new signs down and replacing them with the old logo if they're just not going to use this new one. So in, in Horton Hargrave Hall mm -hmm. and in uh, Brown Copel, this new visual identity system, as the university calls it, mm -hmm. it has already been implemented yes. in some portions of the building. Yes. Now they're using it for room signs and for other signage throughout the building. Uh, some of the panels on the walls that talk about right. the donors to each building um, and things like that. You can see the new logo there. Right. And so then you con try to contact Burgess to ask him about this, right? That's right. And so we, you know, we wait for a response and eventually I believe uh, Preston Sparks from OCM uh, is the one who gets in contact with us um, after I go through Ron Burgess. Right. He refers you to OCM. Yes, yes. You know, in the response, we expect to, you know, see some answers to, you know, what they're going to do from this point forward. And what surprises, I guess, both of us uh, when we read the email is that they say they're, quote unquote, temporarily uh, postponing uh, this new logo. So it's, I, they're not scrapping it from the sounds of it. They're uh, just going to be at a standstill for a little while right. while they decide what to do. Yeah, it, it was strange. I guess this is why I said it's it's been a tricky thing to report because mm -hmm. we sent that email just trying to ask them about. So what are we gonna what are y'all gonna do about these new buildings who have the updated visual identity system or logo? Right. Um, and what we get back instead is well, we're not gonna implement the new visual identity system for now. Mm -hmm. We will continue discussion about implementing it potentially in the future with uh, stakeholders, is what they said. Right. Uh, and we were both kind of like, okay, well, then this changes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. this changes the story a bit. Uh, so Preston sends that email, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we add that to the story. But uh, what's also in that email is that uh, he says, or the university, because he sent it on behalf of the university. Mm -hmm. uh, the university states that they hired one of the best design firms in the world. Uh, that's their words, <laughs> not mine. Right. And uh, one of the first questions that comes to mind is, well, what's the name of this firm? And if they're the best design firm in the world, how much did we pay this firm, right? Right. Uh, and so we sent that Tuesday and we still have not gotten a response yet as of today. I'm curious too, you also spoke with Austin Phillips. Can you tell us who Austin Phillips is and, yes. and what he said? So Austin Phillips is the interim director uh, for communications and marketing of the College of Engineering. Right. And so uh, just to get some more details on how the logo appears in the new Brown Copel Center, he explained that they had been instructed uh, to use the logo over the summer, I believe, although I'm not quite sure on that timeline. I mean, I haven't been able to get in touch with him about that. Mm -hmm. um, but either way, at some point um, during the building's construction, 
um, I guess rather than before, uh, they were asked to use the new logo and the signage that I mentioned for the rooms and right. that sort of thing. So, And to, he said he still hasn't gotten official word from the university. Yeah, on what they'll be doing uh, right. exactly. Um, you know, the tricky thing about the story too is, or the weird thing about it is, here we have SGA president Mary Margaret Turton mm-hmm. saying she's been told that the university will not be using a new logo. And now we know that uh, OCM President Spark sent that statement saying that they are still in discussion mm-hmm. about it. So uh, my next question to you is, uh, I guess, what else is there to know about this? Oh, what are we still in the dark about? Right. So as you mentioned, uh, they named a, well, they didn't name a design firm rather. Uh, they said that they uh, had the best design firm, quote unquote, in the world mm-hmm. um, that helped. Uh, One of so the re- <laughs> Right. Redesign this logo. Um, but we don't know who that is, and even SGA isn't familiar with you know the intricacies of this uh, situation. Right. Um, from this whole time that I've been uh, going over uh, this new logo, I don't know how much it's cost if they've even spent anything on implementing it into the university. Um, and yeah. one big problem with this uh, new logo is that a lot of colleges um, are sort of at standstill as well on uh, like distributing uh, printed materials and creating presentations that make use of the logo. Uh, and they don't know which one to use, which was also a part of the reason for the resolution that SGA passed. Right. So I guess uh, what we do now is wait. <laughs> right, yeah. And see if we can speak with uh, someone from the university. About right, this. because uh, before uh, Mary Margaret um, announced her uh, take or her, um, you know, information this week that it had been, uh, well, that it wasn't moving forward. I had spoken with uh, two members of SGA last week mm-hmm. uh, for sort of the initial article on the resolution. And there were just so many questions that I asked that they were like, well, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, we're just waiting on the university to get back to us. Well, I think that's also shown in, um, I've been reading, unfortunately, the uh, <laughs> the Facebook comments and the tweets about it. And what seems to be kind of unanimous is, you know, just a general sense of frustration that, uh, you know, can we just get some answers to some of these questions that you pointed out just now? Right. Um, so hopefully we will get them uh, soon. All right. Well, Tim, uh, you have done a fantastic job on this story um, and it's not easy to report. So thank you for being here. Thank you. And I hope to, you know, hopefully find a uh, resolution just to this situation. I hope uh, the university can come to a compromise with some of the feedback they've been receiving. Well, we shall see. Mm -hmm. Tim, thanks for being here. Thank you, Borda. My thanks to Tim Nail for being with us today. You can find a story in our print edition around Auburn and online at theplainsman.com. Sweet 1111 is part of the Plainsman Podcast Network in a co-production with Weagle Radio. Special thanks to Weagle News Director Grayson Moyer for producing and editing this episode. If you like the show, we'd love it if you subscribe to it. And if you got a minute, let us know how we're doing by giving us a quick review. That's it for today. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.